On today's episode, Dave interviews Bobby Oliver. Bobby is a stand-up who's appeared on TNN, at the Riviera in Las Vegas, The Ice House, Improv, John Lovett's Comedy Club, and The Comedy Store. Bobby founded Stand Up Academy, and in 2013, she opened the Tao Comedy Studio, where she teaches her Tao of Comedy workshops. She's the author of the Tao of Comedy, which Maria Bamford said is the equivalent of a great headlighter spending the week with you and cheering you on. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Um, the idea of holding on to stuff so hard that it makes you sick. Holding on to, to so many mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And in this situation that, I, I, that I'm in right now, you know, transitioning from relationship from a relationship, uh, I'm watching somebody get so ensconced in their anger, and I'm watching this person get s- not surrender mm-hmm. and make their life miserable. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, you know, intellectually, you know, I know that, as you know, Buddha said that. Suffer, clinging is suffering. Mm-hmm. And so as long as we cling to states or things that have previously made us happy or push certain buttons in us and we want to get that back, or it's just easier to be in the past or in the, uh, in the future rather than in the present. Right. You know, intellectually, I know um, that being present is uh, the key to happiness, the key to joy. But at the same time, as I talk to people about this, I feel like I need a button that reads fraud. For you? Yeah, because I, I want to say that I struggle all the time with trying to be in the present and not hanging on to the past. And I was talking to my husband about it recently because, you know, I, I feel like a fraud sometimes. And he said, um, mindfulness is not an identity. It's a process. It's a practice. Yeah. And you, you know, like anything, the more you practice, the better you get at it, but you're not, I mean, if it were so easy to maintain that state at all times, everybody would just be present and not, you know, at all times. So we're constantly being called back by the voice. And it's so, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, it can kind of just feel good to get wrapped up in the craziness for a minute. And you're like, Oh, what am I doing? I have to come back, you know, to the moment. And when you do come to the moment, it all fades away. It all oh my gosh. fades away. We, right. Absolutely. And, and so, right. Um, uh, I don't think, a couple of things that you said uh, certainly sparked me. Spark me. Uh, one is uh, the more you practice it, the better you are at it. I, I think this is the one thing that isn't. The more you practice it, the more you practice it. It doesn't mean that yeah. you're getting better at it. You just become aware of it. It's not that everything gets better. It's that it becomes easier to engage in the practice because you realize when you're not in the practice, mm-hmm. right? Well, oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. And, and so in, in improvisation, for me, I feel like when we're practicing mindfulness on stage, it seems like a great, easy place to do it because there's no life ramifications mm-hmm. of it. And the practice of practicing in the moment and also when you're doing stand-up and dealing with your audience and playing in the moment because you could say, oh, the show that I did last week was so much was so great and I, this show has to be great because it's a prep for me to do this other show yeah. that I'm doing. And both of those, see, and the moment that you're in the moment, the moment that you're in the moment, your, your presence is the present that you give yourself as a present. And, and, and I feel when I'm watching somebody experience the past and the future in the present that they're with me right now, I want to grab them and go, can you be here right now? Yeah. Can yeah. you be here right now? I don't think you're a fraud. I clearly don't, because if you are, I am, and I don't think I am, I think that what I'm doing is practicing it. 
mm-hmm. and knowing that I'll never get it perfect. Right. And what is that end goal of perfection anyway? But but what I meant by, you know, you know, the more you practice it, the better you get at it is, first of all, I think the more you think about it, you know, the more you're standing in the way of actually being clearly, present. clearly. Oh, I'm going to think about meditation and mindfulness and being this, you know, this is in person or whatever. I'm going to let the ego, you know, just use that to be another thing to run with. Um, but I have seen people who, as soon as I introduce the idea of meditation or mindfulness to them, they're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's right. like they, you know. Yep. It, but those are also going to be the people that are going to jump on pills right away. Or, you know, there's so many things that that we can use to bring ourselves out of the moment. And, you know, and, and but I think having had a taste of it. Right. I'm more inclined now to, you know, to, to practice because I have had that experience in the past. So I may not be better at it, but I'm more inclined to push myself in that direction and drag my butt out of the, you know, state of inertia that I'm in at the moment and get myself going toward it because I've, you know, had those tastes, those moments of joy. So you're, so what you're saying is it's the awareness of, and I, I, the moments that I'm not the, when I am not present in the moment and I'm aware that I'm present in the moment, that makes me present in the moment. Uh-huh. And then I go, okay, but I don't beat myself to say, oh, I wasn't there. Why wasn't I there? I'm no good at it. Right? Right. Uh, in, in fact, I see all those little moments. Every time you catch yourself thinking, rather than being like, oh, crap, I was thinking. Every time you catch yourself thinking, I think that's a moment of enlightenment. Absolutely. Because, absolutely. And if you catch yourself thinking six times while you're meditating, that's six moments of enlightenment. That right. you have, because you're no longer thought. No. You're the thing that is aware of thought. Right. Right. That's really hard for people to get. Mm-hmm. But once you get it, you want to practice it all the time. You want to go, oh, uh, let's let's be here right now. Let's see what right. happens. Or let's just ease into it like it's a comfortable chair. Exactly. Rather than it being this thing we have to. And I think when I introduce meditation to people, like in my classes and stuff, they have this idea that we're trying to transcend to some other level, and we all have to like, you know, sit Indian style and om and right. get to you know transcend. To, but I'm like, no, you're trying to come back here now. Right. You're trying to be present now. You're not right. trying to reach some other. And that there is no doing it right or doing it wrong. There's just doing it. Exactly. And, and being aware of it. And so so it's the identifying markers of what it is that you're doing that get you in trouble. The idea of I have to define what it is that it is that I'm doing. And the moment that you define what it is that it is that you're doing, you're not doing it anymore. Uh, I love people saying, you know what? I need to be more mindful as if there was a scale of mindfulness. It's either you're mindful or you're not mindful in that moment. Either you're <laughs> I'm present mindful or you're not. too and I need to be mindful. Nine. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. And and so everything that we're doing, like like the world of comedy, the world of improvisation, the world of any any artist, any artist world is all about what are you seeing right now? And what do you feel about that right now? It's not what are you seeing right now? And what do you think? What do you think right now? You can't. I don't think that you could think a creation. I think you feel a creation. Exactly. And anytime you try to describe it, you, you ruin it through yes. the words. But um, um, 
not just seeing it right now, but being so present that you really see it. Like you're not filtering it through all of your past experiences. And I always say that, you know, liken it to like the movie Terminator, Mm -hmm. like when the Terminator would walk into the room and on the screen, all this information he knew about everything would come up. That's what we're doing all the time. Like we don't see a tree. We see every tree we ever (laughs) sat under and climbed. and And we're putting all of our past experiences with trees onto this tree and we're not really looking at this tree. No, it's it's what happens in I think so much creative process is are we looking at that thing fully or are we saying it reminds me of some it was it's 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 like this or it's like that or it's been done before it's like fuck all that see right. that thing right. at that moment of that thing in that moment then. And what's been done before is the cliche not really seeing it you know, writing jokes about just what everybody sees. But when you're really present in an experience, you see the subtle nuances of it that all the other artists who aren't looking at it or all the other people who aren't looking at it don't see. So it, it hasn't been done before that way. It hasn't been done before your way. That's what it hasn't been done before. The way that you're doing it, the way that you're seeing it, the way that you're envisioning it. Right. And when we do those things without the encumbrance of all that other stuff, you know, I'm not interested in, when I was at Second City, what we would do there is we would come up with scenes and there was always somebody in the company who would say, that's been done and that's been done and that's been done. It's like, you know what, fucker? It hasn't been done the way that we're going to do it. Right. And you know what? Humanity's been done. Exactly. I'm sorry. We're a little late in the game. Right. Let's there figure this no out. new mountains. Right. We just have to climb them in different ways. Right. Men or and see women. them in different ways. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the core of everything, it's all about relationships, right? Men and women don't get along. Well, let's just say that. That's been done. You're going to take that off the table? Right. You take that off the table, all they have is a table. Right, and then the table's been done. Exactly. Somebody <laughs> made that fucking floor, table. It's not your table. Right, exactly. The floor's <laughs> been done. The earth's been done. It's all been done. So it's all fucking been get done. It. It's all been done. I'm sorry I have no new, you know, unique experiences that every other human on the planet hasn't done. But you know what? They're unique to me. Right. In that my position in looking at the rainbow is slightly different from your position in looking at And so we're all going to see something slightly different if we're in the moment. Right. It, but if we're just putting all this, everything, the you, the... Our, the culture has taught us about a thing or, you know, it, past experience has taught us about a thing, then we're not really bringing anything, you know, we're not bringing anything new to it. I'm sorry, every idea you ever had, George Carlin did 30 minutes on it already. Right, right. And if you wanted to have any kind of, you, you know, meaningful perspective in art, you have to be present. Right. You have to actually be the experience. Put down your phone. Wait, wait, wait. You actually have to be the experience? Yes. You said? No, clearly, yeah. right? Direct experience. Be not the filtered di- through. Or otherwise, you're just writing jokes about thoughts. Right. Right. You know? Right. Or while you're on stage doing improv and somebody gives you something, you're just thinking about two steps down the road and you can't even relate to what they just said because you're not present in the moment. And when you are present in the moment, you don't have to be like, oh, God, what am I going to do next? What no. am I? You no. just have to be the vessel for uh, it. There is no next. There's no such thing as next. There's only now. Right. Now. Who's now? So when you're at line, when you're in line somewhere and that person that was before you is done, that person who's calling you needs to not say who's next. It's like, who's now? Yeah. Who's now? I'm now. Okay. And now, now, um, why doesn't that happen? Why don't we put things in that way? So we're also looking at the idea of somebody says, 
meditation and suddenly everybody's going, well, are we going to write? And it's like, all right, let it go for a moment and just say that you're going, that we're going to be here. We're mm-hmm. just going to be here. Right, right. And just see what happens. And when I'm dealing with, with teaching, I'm looking at one student, at that student, at that time, dealing with that other student at that time. I'm looking at the reaction, the interaction that they have together. I'm not looking at anything else. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so that the work, I get to be part of that process. I get to say, what are you feeling right now? What are you feeling right now? Feel it together. We're all feeling it. And express it. Because it's, yeah, well, that's been done before. Like, shut the fuck up. Well, you don't even have to think about what to say to them because being present, you just know what to say. Right. You're so present, you know what it needs. You right. Know, you know, rather than, oh, what it, what note should I give them? What I think the reason why my class actually, no matter how depressed or whatever has happened, you know, some terrible thing can happen to me before I go to comedy class. And by the time it's, uh, when it's over... I'm in a different place mentally and spiritually because I have to be so focused on each comic when they get up because I have to look at what they're, I have to look at them, I have to listen to them, I have to hear what they're saying, I have to think about what they said in the joke that could be improved, right. what is it, what could be different, I have to write that down all while they're saying the second joke right. and I'm thinking of that. So if I, for one moment, even look away or, if you or say, look at my phone or go, I've lost everything that's happening, right. so I have to be... So focused. But here's the thing about, for me, I feel like, uh, not here's a but, not but, and here's the thing. You don't have to be so focused. You live in the focus. You just, you don't have to do anything. You get to do that. For me, I look at my students, I go, I get to be with you. I get to hang out with you. I get to experience those things with you right the fuck now. And I'm going to put down everything else. And I'm not going to multitask. And and that's what I tell my students, too. I'm like, you know, if meditation freaks you out, how about this? Go throughout your day and do one thing at a time. Right. Don't be on your phone while you're eating. Don't be, you know, watching TV and looking at a magazine. Do do one thing at a time. Right. First of all, it's been proven that multitasking doesn't work. It doesn't work. When you try to do it at work, you just end up screwing up more things at once. Right, Rather than doing one thing well. And And every time you choose to divide yourself from the moment and split yourself into all these pieces from the moment, you're, you're, you're wanting to get away from it even more. Right. But if you focus on doing one thing at a time, and in fact, this kid who's like, he's been with me since he was 14, he's like 20, 21 now, he texted me and said, hey, I tried that thing where you just eat and you don't do anything else. He goes, oh my God, it was so great. He's like, you're so focused on what you're eating and what it tastes like. He goes, where did you hear of that? Right. Right, God bless. Where did you hear of doing one thing at a time? Like, that's where, you know, these young people are today because they have a million, they're on their iPad and their iPhone and their... their I know I am. Know, their I am. laptop and their... Aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a constant... Right, but it's know, not young people. It's all everyone. Yeah, yeah. But see, they never even had a time. They never even heard of just doing one thing at a time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Remember right, right. we used to have no choice? Oh, my God, do you remember television? Yeah, yeah. And you growing up... Where you grew up, I mean, how many stations did you have growing up? Well, when I was a kid, like three or four. Right. And then, because I'm from Georgia, Ted Turner started That's his 24-hour right. station. You were station. down there. And oh, the my cable. God. Right. It was, right. you know, the right. earth. The do you watch TV? Do you watch any TV? I do. I'm not a TV snob. Okay. I'm not one of these people that refuses to watch. It's not that I refuse. It's just that I don't have the time. And 
There's not much that interests well, me. Well, I pick and shoot. You know, I TiVo a couple of things. What do you TiVo? That, um, well, you know, I... I'm, I'm almost ashamed to admit this because I have publicly declared That's, so many times that I'm not a nerd, uh-huh. but I'm really into Game of Thrones. Love it. My husband kind of got me into it mm-hmm. um, because basically every, I wasn't going to watch it because I'm not a nerd, but every time I'd walk by the TV and he was watching it, someone was having sex. Right. And I was like, well, I'll just give this a chance. <laughs> this could be, you know, and so I got into this nerdy dragons and all this just because there was so much nudity all the time. Um, um, uh, but yeah. it's interesting for you to call yourself a nerd. No, not a nerd. No, what I'm saying is yeah. that that you're that, that but you're, you're, to not to say you're not a nerd as uh-huh. if that is a nerdy thing to do. Uh huh. It's not a nerdy. Well, thing that's to do. not no because a lot of people are into that. But my husband is a super nerd, uh-huh. and he's into all sorts of like you know nerdy obscure things and and not obscure just things that I you know I'm nerd adjacent. Got it. And if you're nerd adjacent, you will get some nerd on you. Yeah, I did. I'm a huge Buffy freak. Uh, right. Buffy the Vampire For example. Slayer. Yeah. Uh, now, why is that nerdy and why is that not something else? Why is that? Because, and, and I guess my question is, why is nerd uh, a bad word? Um, well, I don't think it is, especially now. Right. Yeah. I don't think it is, especially now. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But what I mean is that, like, if, like, with Buffy, I've watched every episode a billion times. I know everything about everything that ever happened. I know who wrote it. I know who directed it. I know who produced it. I know each of the stars. So I'm that way about Buffy. Right. My husband is that way about everything. <laughs> like, if he's into something, he knows everything about everything. In fact, he can tell you, like, who's in every band he doesn't even know. Right. And where they're from. Right. And, and I think a lot of it is just he kind of has that kind of encyclopedia brain where those facts just kind of God stick to God bless him. those people. Yeah, I can. If I'm not into it, I just can't make room in my head for all of that. And I think that's a major thing, too. Of what are you making room in your head for? What is. Oh, and here's another. The room in your head. Um, I think a lot of people feel that they have to have things in their head, and so they shove them in their head, or they drill them in their head, or whatever it's going to be. And I feel like if it's not. If it it doesn't just naturally come into your head, it might not Uh belong there. Uh So stop forcing yourself to like something. Just because, or whatever, for whatever or reason. Or and they don't empty their head. They fill it and fill it and fill it, oh, and then don't take time don't, to unthink. Don't even. I or mean, don't that's take just, time to journal and just get out that crap that's in their head so they have a blank canvas again. Here we go. You know, we go back to this relationship that I'm, I've ended, where it's like, why are you bringing all this other bullshit into the present moment mm-hmm. right now? And I've said it before, like, there are a lot of people that are walking around, not with baggage, but with fucking baggage carousels. They got it directly from the airport, and it keeps pooping off bags of uh-huh. stuff that's not your oh, stuff. Oh, I'm a Samsonite store. Are you kidding me? Are you really? How can you do that and still, how, but you're not opening these bags. Well, sometimes I do. But sometimes you, you know, but, but, for how, but, but how I you, have the skills now. I think part of what led me to, to Zen Buddhism and Taoism is that I suffer so much from mental illness mm-hmm. and my whole family, particularly, you know, the women in my family suffer a lot from mental illness mm-hmm. and, um, it just complete utter desperation. Mm-hmm. I kind of lived up life really fast right. and had a lot of stuff happen like really fast in the right. beginning. So I got to, when I was already in my twenties, I was like, all right, now let's try to expand my spiritual path. Got it. You know, so, um, uh, I, I think that is a tool for me that I, because I don't, I'm not a fan of big pharma. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. You know, I've, I've been on and off of things like antidepressants and mood stabilizers and they don't, I'm not a fan of them. They don't work for me. They work for some people. That's great. Got it. They don't work for me. I actually have a depression group for comedians that I just started, but, mm-hmm. um, at, so, at your school, you just, we've done it at my house once. We're going to do it at, at, at Dow Got it. on the, on 
tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what led me there is this the relief in, not, you know, in the past it's always been, and in therapy, in the past it's always been, let's talk about this and let's go over it and let's go over it and let's go over it. Let's go over it. That's the therapist but, saying that to But you. meditation was kind of, you know what, you can't reason with this psychotic person in your head. I quote you in my class all the time, the voice in your head is a liar and an right. asshole. Right, right. Uh, and I, I attribute it to you every time. Ever since I sat on that panel with you, I've been saying that, you know, the voice in your head is a liar and an asshole. Uh, um, and attribute it to you. But you can't reason with this. We're all schizophrenic. You can't reason with this, but you can turn it off. You cannot engage you can it. take a break from it, right? You right. have to feed into it. Right. And identify with it. Right. And think that it's telling the truth because it's coming from inside your head. Right. But if it's coming from your heart, it's the truth. But you can't hear that as long as you... Exactly. I always tell my students that, uh, or, and everybody, that the world is shouting at you. You know, your job, your relationships, your, you know, the internet, the, just everything, ah, is always shouting at you, the industry, ah. But the universe <clears throat> is whispering to you. Oh, man, right? But you can't hear that because of all the chatter. And so if we can just pause, <laughs> you know, and take a break from the chatter, we can hear that authentic voice. Right. We can hear who we are and what we care about and what our heart says to us. Right. Instead of just letting one thought, thought you know, oh my lead God. to another thought, lead to another thought. It's, it's barnacles on the ship, you, you know, it's just, and they keep growing and growing. And again, I'm watching this relationship that I had and looking at this person going, you're holding on to stuff. And for us to be aware that we're holding on to it gives us the opportunity to not hold on to mm-hmm. it, to not engage. Because whatever it is that we're bringing in, we're grabbing onto it and bringing it the fuck in. Yeah. Whether we consciously or subconsciously, usually it's subconsciously. And, but, but the thing that we're talking about right now is conscious. Be conscious. Be aware. Mm-hmm. When you can, be aware. When you can be aware, be aware. When you can, be aware. Be aware. What is it that you're bringing to the party? Did anybody ask you to bring that to your party? Did anybody ask you to bring whatever bullshit you're bringing to the party to the party? Or did you just say, well, I have it already. Mm-hmm. Leave it, let it go. But even though it's our natural state to be present and it's our natural state really not to cling, it, it's really the, the disease of humanity that we've, we're all, it's some, most people are so completely unaware that this is even happening to them. Oh my God. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Most people are completely unaware that this is even happening to them. I just want to take pause. I want to pause and just live in that. Most people are unaware that this is even happening to them. How awesome is that? And then sometimes when you tell them, they are so dumbfounded from it. It's really like the matrix. It's like you've given them the red pill. Isn't that the one that wakes up? I have no idea. I just like the... All right. Yeah. Uh, So, um, but you know, I always, whenever I'm I'm telling somebody like in comedy class, all of this, and they they just glaze over, you can tell them they just have no point of reference for anything you're saying. It, it, it kind of makes me think about when people, you know, those, those uh, Buddhist stories about how somebody wants, you know, to study with this guru and the guru's like, you know, the master's like, no, you know, and then they go cut off their arm and then they come back and they say, I really want to say, and they're like, no, you're not ready. And they go cut off their leg and come back. I think the reason why they didn't know that's a story. work so okay. hard uh-huh. is because the answer is so simple, you won't believe it. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing. And you have to really want to know it and believe it to, because it's when you just tell somebody unsolicited, they think you're a crazy person. Right. 
So I say, you know, comedians, they go, they cut off their arms and I won't take it. They come back, they cut off their legs. I'm like, oh, the legs were a big part of stand up. Get it. I got it. There you go. But, you know, people maybe in, in a year, all of a sudden they'll go, oh. Everybody's on their journey, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to get it or they're not going to get it. And I love that one of the teachers that I've had, uh, my friend Michael Gelman, he was so calm watching this show that he directed totally fall apart. And I was watching him watch it, and he's like, <laughs> and just, la- just laughing. And I went, how can you just sit there? It drives me crazy. And he does this arc thing with his arm. He has an arm. He takes one arm. He goes, this is, and he does this arc. This is a person's trajectory of their, of their, of their education. And he does that. And then he says, and then he, pull, he ends the arc, and he shows you the space between his two fingers, which is probably what we call a pica in graphic arts design. And it's like, that's what I'm responsible for. Everybody's life is this huge arc. I'm responsible for a pica of that. And that's it. Yeah, it's not all up to you. It's, it's not, not all on your shoulders. No, <laughs> no. I'm responsible just to say, let's take this moment. Period. Let's just take this moment. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We're not. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. B. Now, what does B mean? Just B. Just B, I think, is shorthand for just be aware of what you're doing, mm-hmm. of what you're doing right now. Well, and B, not do. Have you read uh, The Tao of Pooh? No. Oh, my God. You have to read The Tao of Pooh. It's so great. Uh-huh. But uh, they say, uh, Benjamin Hoff says, some people are human beings and some people are human doings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He calls them bu- busy back soon. Uh-huh. You know, one of, uh, I think it was Rabbit put a, a note on them. I said, busy back soon. These people are always like, and then we schedule our children now. That people schedule, you have school, then you have soccer practice, then you have, you know, dance class, and then you have this, that, you know, then you have karate, then you have, and they have no, they have no idea how to just be. No, and then they, they're on their machines and their phones and they're, uh, me too. Mm-hmm. But you know what I did? The, I did, uh, because I travel so much. You travel a lot too, don't you? Not anymore. I travel a little bit, but not, mm-hmm. not much anymore. Here, here, just do this. Just take another one. Just do another one. <laughs> um, I got a bunch. Uh, Traveling, traveling, moving. I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. Uh, I got really excited about your coaster falling. Um, uh, Traveling, what the fuck was I talking about? You know, too bad this isn't recorded and I can just rewind it and figure it out. Um, The idea of, uh, let's just move on. I feel feel like so much what we're talking about. (laughs) When I'm working with my students, what I what I realize is too many teachers are teaching too many things at one fucking time. So let's just take one class, and the class is just going to be, we're going to be. That's it. We're just going to sit and be and feel what that feels like to feel the feeling that we're feeling right now. And people don't realize that that's what art is about. Yes. Separating yourself, unclutterifying, decomplexifying, and taking that moment. But it's also what happens when you look at someone that you love. Are you looking at that person in that moment and going, I'm with you right now? Or are you saying, things could be better? Or I can't wait for us to do what? What? Why hasn't he asked me to marry him? 
Right. Or remember that stupid thing. He's the other day I brought up something my husband said to me like in 1989. You brought I it up to you him. Not. Right. You said it. Yes. I yeah. said it's just like that day you said. And then oh I, my I god. Out, I thought I was like, really, Bobby? Did you really just? Yeah. Bring, you know. But that's been in there since 1989, just waiting for me to. Right. And um, what did he say? Um. Well, I started kind of laughing about it because mm. I realized I'd done it. So he started laughing. He's like, it's not like that at all. Right. It's not like, and there's a, that is you bringing this baggage, going up to the, uh -huh. the mental attic and going, how can I nose around? But how many times in, in when you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, this is a great morning. This is really, really great. I just love it. Look at that. Everything's great. It's got, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, it's all great. I'm doing this thing. And, um, uh, what was I worried about yesterday? Right. Wait, and then, right, and then you go, right. what was I worried about yesterday? You go, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, oh, or oh. you're like, oh, I have this sense of dread. What could that be about? You try to find something to fit. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, what am I trying? Oh, yeah, right. there's that, and right. there's that. Right, right, That's so, that's exactly what's, and I feel like, again, going, because it just happened, this relationship just ended. I'm looking at that going, why are, why do people bring that shit into it? Well, you know, at the point when that person is ready to, to walk away from the crazy, maybe it, there's, sometimes it's kind of like you're just processing, 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 and then you're like, whoa, and you can step out. Of, then maybe, you know, it's over, you know, it's gone, and then it's in the moment. But sometimes we're just so caught up in it. But then also ask yourself, why are you thinking about the, the thing you received, you know, 15 minutes ago or 30 minutes right. ago or whatever right. Right. and being like, why is she doing this? And why is she? So our ego is always right. trying right. to, it's, what, right. what happens is we don't bend down and pick up the luggage, the baggage and walk into a room. What happens is we walk in the room and 15 minutes in there, we notice we have a backpack on. Right. Right. Like, oh shit! I yeah, that's right. I have all this baggage. That's or, exactly. Or it. someone else points out the backpack, and you're right. like, "No." Right. Wait. What happened with that backpack you have? What's no. what's going on? It's like, oh right, I could talk about that, and we can all like for the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> uh, what I was gonna say is this: just traveling around. I travel so much. Yay! My brain's working. Uh, traveling so much, and. I have been to so many places. This year I put on like 50,000 miles of air, air travel. And I came home and I stayed home for three days without going out. And it was the greatest thing I have done in so long. Because again, it's just me being at peace uh -huh. with where the fuck I am. You gave yourself like a spa retreat. That's exactly in my apartment. In your, yeah. I do that sometimes by having a technology-free day. I'll like let my dad know and, you know, my closest friends or whatever who are used to being in constant contact with me. And then I'll just put a thing, a post on Facebook and Twitter saying I'm having a technology-free day. Mm -hmm. And I will not turn my phone on all day long. I will not check the phone, the text or the emails or the Facebook or the Twitter or the, the uh, you know, I just won't have anything to do with it for 24 hours. Oh. And I'm telling you, I'm a different person I for that it. day. I'm I a different person. Because whereas I would be tweeting, I'm meditating, or I'm going for a walk, or I'm just present in whatever stupid thing I'm doing. It doesn't have to be like, this is a big day where I have to have this plan of things that I have to do yoga today, and Tai right. Chi, and I right. rescue a kitten. You know, it's not that. It's... I just have to be today 
and not split myself from the you know in the moment with this thing that is constantly. This is my crack right here. Oh, I get it. You're this showing the fun. I, I right. could like suck dick for Twitter. Right. Oh, like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I, I get it. I, I need to sometimes rather than try to negotiate. Oh, well, I'll only be on for an hour, or I'll only be like you're trying to negotiate no. with the voice. Right. No, I'm like I'm unthinking. I'm I. So you're married, and when you're married, there's another human being that's always around you to remind you that you're alive. What's that? Always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, always a human being around, like having a child or a dog um, or a cat. Not so much a cat because a cat doesn't give a shit. Cat doesn't care. The cat doesn't care. Um, I am here by myself, gladly, gratefully. Absolutely appreciatively, and there's always more business that I can be doing. Um, now, you've got a book, you've got a business, you've got a class, you're still doing stand up? Yes. Uh, so you're still working on you, and you've got a marriage, and all that shit. And then there's the internet, which they keep making more of, by the way. I don't know、yeah. if you know that. And we can't even get off of it. Like, I was recently receiving. Um, uh, death and rape threats online by this crazy guy, and、uh, you know I toyed with the idea of getting off Twitter and Facebook. But then, how do you have a comedy career? Right. Like I get booked. I've been booked several times because people just think I'm funny online, or people will see my video because I post it, or I've sold books from people who you know I've had people take my comedy classes, not just. At my school in LA, but I've had people Skype in from Brooklyn and Washington and Texas, and I did private lesson with this guy in Wales、mm-hmm. over Skype because of Twitter, right? And because of Facebook, right? So, and every time I post something, it's like taking out an ad to six thousand people, right? A free ad, so、right. you kind of really can't get off of it because、nope. I'm not a person; I'm a product. Oh, oh, God! Oh, I totally understand that. And I was talking about some. I was talking to my dear friends、uh, Chris and Noel yesterday about, and they were saying. About me, they said you have created the product that is Dave Rosaski. You've created your product, Bobby. You've got that product as well. And I think that so many artists, and I've talked about this before on the. That's the that listen there. That's sort of like sounds like it's from a Pink Floyd album.、Um, <laughs> so we are who it is. We are our brand. That's、right. it. We are Coca Cola. We are a brand, and I think that not. And it goes back. To how are you looking at something as you, or are you looking at something as、uh, uh, 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 the world has done that before? You know that sort of thing. I get paid to be me. You get paid to be you.、Yeah. You get paid、Your、to be you. Your job is to be you. Exactly. My job is to be Bobby Oliver. Right. And when I leave the house, I say to myself, "Let's get into character," and I have to be on because the real Bobby Oliver is terrified of people. And would rather be at home alone in a dark room in the fetal position crying, you know. But I have to teach and speak and do comedy, and do, I'm in front of people. I do comedy, you know, almost every night. Right. I do, you know. Yeah. So I look at your calendar. So you're, you know, and when I'm not doing comedy, I'm teaching. You have to be on then. And right. So it's, you know, it's where do I end? Where do you end? Right. And the product begins. Right. When you're an artist, you are the thing, and and in a way, it would be sometimes. A bit nicer, maybe, if we were painters, and then that was the art. Right. To look at that. But this is the art. Right. You know. This, this whole. This is this our instrument.、Thing. Our、Absolutely. body. Our mind. We're pointing our, to our. We're, we're pointing、yeah. to our bodies. Yes. This is the. And I think that 
people also aren't aware of this is happening right now. You are happening. This is happening. I am moving my arms. My arms are over my head. I am sitting in this chair. I my spirit is 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 leading me to do all those things. And as artists, we get to fucking live in that playground. Or we can just think our way through it and not even really be present in it and not really be having the experience, but experiencing it from the outside. Well, the judgment side, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, just, you know, that we're just, we're creating from thoughts instead of the present. Right. Or we're, you know, com- you know, l- letting it, you know, letting the voice be like, well, why haven't you gotten more successful? Oh, why my God, you make right? more money? Well, right. why haven't people ever heard of you? Right. Why haven't, Oh, my God. Know? How much of that can a person, that's a, that's a young person's game. I'm, I'm too fucking old for that. Yeah, or a person new to the business. That, I, all right, you're right. You're right. That is a naive, that's, a, yeah. that's an ignorant person. I game. gave up that a long time because if I didn't, I would be miserable now. I'm 26 right. years into this comedy career. Right. I'm not a household name. Nope. If that's all I cared about, oh my I God. would miss the whole thing. Well, I think that the people that look at the product at the end are missing the journey. They're clearly, and and... And this is what I've been really thinking about a lot lately is this word. And it's such an important word. And it sounds like you're not done when you say this word. But you're, this is pretty much what it's all about. The word is process. You're, it's process. It's process. It's process. process. Exactly. And, but the result is the process. You know what I mean? That what it is that we're going through is what it is that we're doing. So when you look at it and say, okay, so I, I had, a, I had a, one of my former students say, I'm leaving Chicago because uh, I'm going to leave Chicago because I hadn't gotten on Second City and I just wasted three years of my life here. And I went, let's take a moment now to say, what did you learn? What did you learn? Somehow, you know, I learned how to sing and I learned stage presence and I learned, you know, how to improvise a song and I learned, you know, that I'm like, great. What else? I learned how to play guitar. And I'm like, all right, that's what you did. Yeah, you that's did. What you, you didn't did. just stand in a line for three years. Nope, you didn't and, stand you in know, a line for three years. Wait no. to go into. Um, well, Alan Watts says something to the effect of the purpose of dancing is not to land on a certain spot on the floor when the music stops. The purpose of dancing is to dance. Right. And the purpose of being, an, you know, a comedian or an actor or an improviser or a writer is not to be rich and famous and have this carrot at the end of the stick. It's to create and to express and to, you know, the purpose of doing comedy is to do comedy. Right. The purpose of, of comedy, uh, the purpose, what was it said again? The purpose of doing comedy is, is to doing do comedy. comedy. Right. The purpose of doing comedy is to do comedy. The purpose of living your life is living your life. The purpose of your life is living your life. But people always say, what's the meaning of life? You know, what, what is life? Asking people what the meaning of life implies that life itself is not enough. Right. That it's a symbol for something else. Oh, my God. It's not. It's this. Like, uh, this is, Alan Watts has a book called This Is It. Right, I know. Like, this is it. Right, this is it. <laughs> yeah, we this want some big thing. You know, it's a, and it's like, you know, they we're always like, well, if we can just get this. Well, then I can graduate here. Well, then I can go to school. Oh and then if I get the God. And then the thing's right. coming, and, it's, and it never comes. Right. It's, the carrot is always at the end of the stick. Right. And if you do ever get the thing that you always wanted, if you don't know how to just be in the moment, then you're like, oh my God, well, what if they take it away from me? Well, what if I, I have to work harder? What if, you know, and then you're like, you're still, you know, so anxious about the next moment. It's, it's that thing where you were just talking about at the beginning. It's the idea of replace, uh, the only source of suffering is non-acceptance. That's the only source of suffering. Accept what it is that you have and replace ambition with gratefulness. The idea of 
This is what I have. What I don't have, I don't need. And whatever it is that I have. And when I need it, I'll have it. Right. Well, people seem to, people have this idea, and, and I'm, I suffer from this too, that acceptance of something means you approve of it. Right. I accept the fact that I'm, you know, uh, I'm broke. Well, that doesn't mean you're, pre- it just means it is what it is. And, you know, if you can't accept the way things are, you're just wasting all of this energy and not accepting the way things are. Right. But as soon as you accept it, it's not putting your stamp of approval on it. It's like, okay, yeah. Right. This is what it is. Then you can move on to. Doing something about doing it. Doing something What you're about doing it. in that moment is you're identifying what it is. With brokenness. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're just saying, you know, once you define it, it exists. And once yeah. it exists with you, you get to fuck with it. And whatever it is that you're going to do, because if you if you go, yeah, 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 I, you know what? My life is fucked up. Okay, let's look at that sentence. And now let's take it apart. What is it that you perceive is fucked up about your life? Well, I don't have any, any money. Okay, that's one thing. You don't have a job. Okay, yes. Let's call it what it is, because that's easy math. You're yeah, just and, saying. And are it. you presently homeless? Right. Do you presently have food? All Do you right. presently? Right. Are you, know, you being taken care of? Yeah. Then therefore, money is not real. Right. Well, that's a concept for fucking people to deal with. No, I keep telling my landlord money's not real. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. It's, just not uh, it's not real. Neither are clothes or food. Clothes or food is not. <laughs> clothes and food are not real as well. Um, but it, it. But if you have clothes and food, right, and a place to live, why are you thinking about money? Right. And because didn't you want money to have a place to live? It all <laughs> is what it. Food. This is it. Yeah. It goes. You go back to that. Uh, uh, Oh boy, bringing all that stuff in, bringing it in and how cloudy it gets so that we can't create. When those things, when that noise, that chatter that you're talking about, when that chatter comes in, I go, how can I listen to my heart if I'm listening to this other bullshit? How can I listen to my heart and my gut? And if it doesn't feel right, I can't, I'm not going to do it. Any math problem doesn't help me. How am I feeling and how does that feeling serve me right now? But so many people are so terrified of even just trying to stop thinking and being caught up in the chat. Like it seems it seems like it's a terrifying thing to them. Um, that it's it, but it's really just the voice knowing that it has something to lose in all this. Oh, it's that ego that says that I have to be fed and I I call it the avatar. The avatar is in my mind, uh, and the avatar is not allowed in the room. The ego is not allowed in the room. The avatar, the ego of the avatar for me is, and I mentioned it before, it's eight-year-old Dave Rosaski. Uh huh. It's eight-year-old Dave Rosaski who's standing outside the door that needs help because you know his, his his brother has issues and his mother and father have issues and he keeps moving and the family keeps moving and he can't get any friends and it's that avatar is standing outside and when I think of my ego I think of that needy fucker who I'm never going to get rid of Mm -hmm. but I get to choose when I get to talk to that person and when I don't right well I liken the voice to a a radio that the knob is broken off and it and it can't be turned off or I mean it's not turned off at, at present and uh but it's not just like any radio show it's like Rush Limbaugh it's like trying to constantly drag you into some sort of drama. It's trying. It's just constantly throwing things out to antagonize you to get you to stop what you're doing and be like, "Wait a minute, this is," da, da, da. you know. So it's it, it's not just constantly running. It's trying to get you called up. How does that person live with himself? Well, it, 
Rush Limbaugh. It's all, I think it's all voice. It's all ego. It's all never taking a moment to step back and say, what am I saying? How is this affecting people? Right. What am I, right. you know? I mean, I I recently, the, the threats that I received were from this this uh, um, group called MRAs. Do you know what they are? They're men's rights advocates. Oh, my. It's as if there were an NAAWP. Right. Um, and so I had to look at a whole bunch of their pages because I was being stalked and, you know, and the LAPD is getting search warrants, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, I looked at a bunch of them and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm capable of, of absorbing new information. And so I read all their stuff and while most of it was just like women should die and. I'm concerned about this thing over there, that getting in the way of that, like that thing against that. But go ahead. Women should talk about that. While most, <laughs> while most of it was like, uh, you know, women are evil and blah, blah, blah. I read it because they had some good points. Like what? You know, well, like, um, that sometimes, uh, the family court can lean toward the woman uh, and be prejudiced toward the woman. Of course, I think that's also due to the patriarchy that we've decided that women are the caregivers and that instead of saying which one of these parents is, which one of these particular parents is better in this situation, we're like, oh, women are caregivers. Right, right, to, to paint but, a broad but, brush. But I think it's the patriarchy that's also contributed, mm-hmm. you know, holding men down too. But also the idea that circumcision should just be so normal and that the baby doesn't have a choice. Right. And that kind of, so I was able, I looked through all of that, the hatred and the thing that you should kill your wife instead of divorcing her. And that Ariel Castro and people like that who take sex slaves only do it because womankind have rejected them. I looked past that and saw the, the few good points that they have. And, um, uh, and that sometimes domestic violence is initiated by the woman and that not to the rate that they think. They think it's like most domestic violence is women against men. Um, but, you know, I have to say I can't just so identify with being anti that group and, and that my whole identity is based in it that I can't bring in any new information. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... To yourself. To, yeah. Alan Watts says, be careful about calling yourself a Buddhist because what if somebody says something that doesn't necessarily, what if you learn some information that doesn't necessarily fit into what you thought was a quote unquote Buddhist, then maybe you're not going to accept that new information because it's not your identity. Right. And so, whereas I'm a feminist and you know, I'm at, you know, at odds with some of these MRA guys because they're, it's really like the kind of the KKK right. without chicks. Um, but, uh, except they have a few chicks, which is even scarier, but, I have to be able to say my, my identity is not so caught up in being anti-MRA that I can't look in there and see that under a lot of that hate, it, there's a few good points that should be, you know, I, I should now absorb as part of my, my right. knowledge. Right, right. It's also that, that, that idea of not, def- <laughs> of not, so I just say this, and this is where I am right now. Once you define it, it exists. Of not defining yourself to the point that you can't evolve. Right. So if I, and that for me is, I get that Buddhist, because people say, oh, you're Buddhist. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't, not really. Um, oh, but you do this, this, and this. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't like to. I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I do some of those things. Exactly. But I am not that thing. Right. I am not that thing. When someone tells me who they think that I am, I am going to go, fine, that's what you think. I am that, and I am so much more, and sometimes I'm not that. And I get to be whatever it is that I think that I am, but your definition of who it is that I am is not who it is that I am. Even my definition of who it is that I am is not who it is that I am. 
Because as soon as you try to define who you are, you completely miss the point. It's like somebody saying, what is love? Right. Well, I'm just going to completely bastardize love, trying to explain it to you in words. Right. In human words. Love is an experience. Oh, my God, right? Like the other day, somebody said to me in class, I was like, does anybody have any questions before we get started? This was like the last day of class. And this guy says, what is stand-up? I was like, wow, okay. And nobody had ever asked me that before. And I was like trying to put together these, tr- wow, you know. Right, 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 um, right. But, but my feeling about that is why are we wasting time talking about, like people say, what's the name of that type of joke structure? Who cares? Write a joke. I, I, have, I have taught joke structure. And I you have, have to, yes. but why are we, what, you're asking the wrong question. What's the name of that? If, if you have a joke that lends itself to that, then let it f- fall into that. But right. you don't have to be like, all right, let's just take this and do yeah. it. What, it's what a lot of improv now is a lot of the training is find the game in the scene. And the game in the scene, I'm going, the game in the scene. I have been doing improv since 1982. So this is, what, 2014. So 32 years. And I have never once thought uh, about the game of the scene. And I think that I've got a pretty good career. Uh-huh. So the, the definition, defining what it is, has not helped me. All that I know is, this is what this, Dave Brzezowski does this. Mm-hmm. But, For but, now. But trying to define it and trying to put all this, this formula on it and do this, that's just another, that's just another way to involve the ego in oh, the clearly, art. right. Standing between you and the thing. The thing, you're saying to yourself, oh, it can't be that because it doesn't match that. Right. Right? Like, and somebody said, well, should I take, then I, should I, is this where I put the attitude in? I'm like, what? I'm supposed to then take an attitude. I'm like, whatever book you read, burn it. Right. Um, how do you feel at this present exactly. moment? Exactly. It's like when people say, should I laugh at my own jokes? That's like saying, should I sneeze? Did it make you laugh at right. the moment? And here's another thing. I think a major part of that is, is uh, uh, the Catholic Church saying, don't, uh, you've got to be humble. Uh, watch your ego. Uh, you've got to you, 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 uh, uh, you've got to live in this world and don't think too much about yourself. I got to tell you, and I believe that you believe this as well. I love myself. I love what I do. I am really excited about the, the that that art that I am able to unfold and for and evolve. So when I say something funny, I'm going to say it again. When I say something funny, I'm going to go. That was funny. Yeah. I said something funny. Or something profound at this on the same uh, for the same token, whatever that's a word phrase, right? Um, when I say something dumb, I get to go. Well, that was dumb. But defining it, it's like saying, it's the reverse of this. Going two and two is four. Isn't that sad? <laughs> and you go, you're. It, yeah, it, yeah. You can't mix those two things. People are looking for the quick answer. They're looking for the, the formula. System. Right. That, like a lot of comedy classes and comedy books are like Mad Libs. All right, here's where you put the attitude, and here's where you put the subject, and then you put in a twist there, and then you put, and you wow. can tell them a mile away. They're like, I'm half this and half that. I don't know whether to blank or blank. Somebody said to me, um, I was told because I'm an Asian girl, I should make a joke about being an Asian girl when I first walk out on stage. And I said, do you feel compelled to say something about being an Asian girl? She was like, not really. I was like, then why would you? Right. Because I'm supposed to. 
according to who? Right. We've seen Asian people before. Right, right, right. We'll get over it. We'll pretty much accept it the second you walk up there. I think that if you're a robot, you then may want to come out. Yeah, but you know what's even funnier to me? If you're a robot and you go on stage and you never mention it. How about this? You're a robot and you come on stage and you just talk about how you're an Asian girl. <laughs> or you were made in Asia. Exactly, right? <laughs> now we've got the whole thing. We've got the um, whole thing done. I saw a guy one night go on stage and he had... Um, some pretty severe deformities, like, you know, he clearly had struggled in his life, and he never mentioned it. Nope. I've never loved anything so much in my entire... So when, you first, when he first walked up there, I'll be honest, it was a part of me that was like, okay, here we go, an entire act about this, and he never mentioned it. He, he talked about being raised in a cult, and his parents, and, and I just, he was like so much like, I'm, we're all exactly the same with the same experiences and the same area. And I just loved it. I'm not saying don't talk about something that if you, if you have something to say about it, if you feel compelled, if it's your experience, um, but, but otherwise there's no, you know, there's no formula. And the whole time in the joke structure part of this, I keep saying, you're pointing the book. Uh, huh? Is that your pointing of the book? Is that your pointing? When you say the joke oh yeah yeah the joke structure section of my book right the uh, the Dow comedy but the whole time in the joke structure part I'm like I really hate to be telling you this right don't get this in your head yeah as I'm telling you this you're gonna be like well how can I write a joke to fit the rule of threes I'm like don't do that right just know that this is what it is just know this is how it's used right and if the joke lends itself to that you are aware of the device now. And, and, you know, you can tweak the joke to be the funniest it can be. But don't be like, oh, i got to write a joke. But, and people, like nowadays, this whole idea that you have to have an act out with every is. joke. It's like when you do this little, you know, acty part at the end or uh-huh. whatever. Um, at the end? Yeah, yeah, usually at the end. Like you say, uh, you do a setup and then you're in the person doing it. Or uh-huh. And that, some jokes lend themselves to an act out part. But if you do that every time, it's so acty and right. it's so not just a conversation. Right. And, it, and I always say, you don't choose the joke, the joke chooses you. Yes, right? And the joke chooses how it wants to be told. That's also your voice. You don't choose your voice. Your voice is who you are. And you as a teacher and me as a teacher, as a guide and a spirit and whatever what you want to call it, my responsibility is to be the midwife to your voice, right. your voice. Right, not to create mini-me's no. where everybody's out there being Bobby on stage right. now, you know, or, or, or you know, it, but to help you find your voice or really to just tell you to shut up and listen to it. Just so, You know, I could just write a book, one page, shut up, sit down. Listen, you know, you're that's writing a stand up book that has you know, shut up, sit down, and listen. Yeah. Right. Listen to what? To your to your voice. Like quiet the chatter, unthink, you be present and just be without the the narrator. Like I walked into um the bathroom at a comedy club once and the voice in my head said, It's cold in here. And I'm like, I don't need a narrator. I have skin to tell me it's cold in here. I have other senses that I can actually experience life, but the narrator's like, it's cold. You know, I I don't need that. So if all you hear is that track running all day long, you don't, you can't hear your voice, but you think that's your voice. Right. You've over-identified with that. Right. You know, it's like Alan Watts says, it's like over, it's like identifying with your liver. Right. You know, right. we think that this is our identity. This is us. And this, no, like it's you said, it's a liar and an asshole. Right. Let's stop there. That was really good. That was great. Well, thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. 
Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy for Dave Rosowski. I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at www.davidrosowski.com or follow Dave on Twitter at drosowski.